0: Set your phasers to sexy
1: of True North Nerds!
0: Yay! Yay!
1: This week we finish up our look at Obi-Wan because the last episode dropped and then after that we're going to take a look at where Ms. Marvel currently sits. But before that we have Kevin. Hello! And we have Jen. Hi! And we have Ryan.
2: Hi Brent, how are you doing tonight?
1: Yeah, I'm okay. I had a milkshake.
2: Ooh.
3: They got my order right. Wow. That's good. I know. And somebody else's
1: because we didn't end up with eight of them. Yeah. (laughs) Ryan. Yes. What's in the news for this episode?
2: In the news. Okay, let's start off with maybe a rumor. I don't know. People are talking um stranger things star millie bobby brown is in talks for a role in an upcoming star wars movie
3: Ooh. they're gonna do more star wars movies
2: of course well yeah the, 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 thing, the thing called money and they, like know, yeah, but
3: the, they haven't figured... been doing them for a
2: while and... no yeah. but...
3: i figured that since the last three didn't do as well as they thought they were gonna be like well you know what forget movies let's just focus on tv
2: no, they're always going to make movies. They there were plans until um, well, we're going to get we were supposed to be getting Rogue Squadron, right? Until uh, that got backburnered for scheduling and stuff, whatever the reasons. But yeah, no, there's all kinds of rumors on who's supposed to be making them. Like Taika Waititi's supposed to be having a, a movie project, and yeah, Kevin Feige's supposed to have a movie project. And
3: stuff. so, what part of Star Wars are they taking movie? Like, are they going to keep going with? The like the future with Ray and those characters, no, it, and they recast. It sounds problems? like
1: that era is now done. Or
3: well, are they going like back uh, to the High Republic? Or are they gonna?
2: I well, if I knew those answers, I'd be working. I'd be an executive at Disney or, or Marvel, um, or Star Wars. But I don't. If you read, well, come on, Ryan. If, you, if you believe the rumors, it could be a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. Um, they are pushing hard on this, the whole High Republic era now, right? Which is the, uh, like, yeah. 400 years before the movie's time frame. So, I think... No, one,
3: Skywalkers.
2: Yeah, before all that. So, there is the that Acolyte series that's coming up. So, I could see them doing a movie in that time frame. But there was talk, uh, like, some of these other movies were supposed to be either... Kind of between the new pre- the new series uh, the, the new series of movies and the original ones like I think that's when Rogue Squadron was probably supposed to take place mm-hmm. using Rogue Squadron probably somewhere in that time frame or um I can see them because there has been like, every so often you see them with uh, the the original with well, the new cast talk and they're like oh you know I'd be willing to come back or this or that and I think it would be smart to come back, bring them back, continue telling your stories, and start mining the novels. Look at the stuff that, that, you know, they they made those comments, you know, oh, Marvel has this whole rich history of literature that we can pull from.
3: Like the legacy novels, you mean?
2: Yeah. Like, they're already starting to for the TV because they know what they're doing over there. So, start doing (laughs) it for the movies. You know, like, there's so many of those books that they can take ideas from and instead of instead of luke oh it's ray instead of
3: see i'd like to see more of ray yeah, and I, finn and poe same i, 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 think, I feel I think like they, they didn't get a
1: break from that i know but the actors uh had a rough time
3: i know but i feel like their story didn't get to get told properly because it was a jumbled mess at times yeah um so I would ha- I would like somebody to take control of their stories and make to do something with their characters instead of just leaving it where they did. It yeah. was a nice wrap up for the Skywalkers, but I'd like to see because you know you, the First Order didn't go completely down in the end of the third movie, did it? The Emperor
2: because no, it's just the, Emperor, the first Emperor and his Order's forces still around. Yeah, the rest yeah, of the so, First Order
3: still out, out there. Maybe this time they'll actually be able to form a government that works instead of it just becoming an empire over and over and over again yeah so i'd like to see that but i also yeah. am really interested in the high republic i think that sounds super cool
2: no yeah. and then so sticking with star wars rumors uh there's also rumors claiming that uh, uh star wars Jedi fallen order video game star cameron monahan uh will be uh, portraying his role of cal kestis in a live action disney plus series I don't know anything about the video games. Uh so that video game that's he's he survived the order the order 66. So it takes place in the you know the time frame that we just saw in the Obi-Wan Kenobi time frame. Uh, so bef- before all the other movies. And it's kind of him the, in the in the game he interacts with people like um what was that the the that, the, the one rebel leader um from Rogue One the guy with the, ro- with the oh, robot mud. leg who dies oh um, oh saw guerrera saw yeah. yes so in the in the first game he interacts with saw for a while and stuff like that so <clears throat> i don't know i think there's enough going on in that game and that character that yeah you could easily give us a you know it's a big galaxy right why not have another story we know there's other jedi out there now from kenobi right so and from rebels and from everything else we've been we've watched over the years yeah See,
3: it'd be neat to have like a rebuilding of the Jedi. Like, yeah. I'm going back to like the future again, where you know maybe that's another. That's one of the Ray stories is that. Yeah. You know, Luke tried and failed. Maybe Ray learns from his mistakes and tries again or something. I don't. Know. Yeah.
2: Well, exactly. That's what. You know, yeah. Like I said, uh, I think they should just do it. You know, take the the expanded universe legends series, like those book stories, those stories, and just plug those characters into it. You know. Yeah. But, uh,
3: and then, yeah. like, a teenage Grogu can help her out. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. Now I'm picturing, like, Groot Teen, mm-hmm. only it's a Yoda type character,
2: <laughs> like,
3: kind of tall and spindly at its he wouldn't gross. be tall, though, because. No, I know, but, tiny... like, that's why I said yeah. kind of tall. He'd be fluff. He kind of, like, probably grows up a little bit and then shrinks with age. Yeah. So he would probably be, like, waist height. But like gangly teen Yoda, uh, yeah. that's weird.
2: <laughs> well, we could see like four hundred year old Yoda, in or five hundred year old Yoda in the so like middle aged Yoda in the High Republic stuff. Yes, that would be cool. Because um, he does he does have a brief appearance in that the, that comic series that came out. So. uh do 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 next oh so spider man across uh the multiverse or the spider verse or the cartoon
3: mm-hmm. we've
2: had the villain announced, and it sounds like it's going to be the spot. do we all know who the spot is I do I know, know who I the think spot think is I, I, I do, but how do you make
1: a like a Big time villain
3: had yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Is the spot the one that's covered in polka dots and makes like dimensions with his spots?
2: Well, yes. they're not, yeah, yes. Yeah, they black, the black dots. Yeah. Yes. And covered can I open them dot. and they, well, they're not really polka dots. They look like polka dots. Yeah, but they're not colored. Well, polka dots don't have to be colored. They could be black and white. Okay. Well, he's covered in black and white polka dots or black polka dots because hmm. he's
3: white. I read a comic where he interrupts a wedding and I can't remember if it was Squirrel Girl or something else.
2: <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> so I didn't have a red
3: mini So now I'm wondering where it came from. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he, uh, he can pull the dots off and like make them and like stick a hand in one and it comes out the other and things like that. So maybe God. it'll be, he'll, maybe he's an interdimensional person now.
3: <laughs> really easy to scratch your own butt. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, as long as you got a black dot near it. <laughs> but, uh, so that's interesting. That's yeah. still coming to us next year.
3: I'm glad that they went with a less well-known instead of like rehashing the Spider-Man villains that they've already done.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, Kevin Feige has teased that the new saga plans will become more apparent in the next few months with seeds that have already been planted in the films and series thus far released. I think people are just
0: too impatient, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. They, um, agreed. When Phase 1 was happening, there wasn't really anything that connected Iron Man to Incredible Hulk to Captain America, the first Avenger, except for the fact that um, that um, Nick, Fury. Nick Fury showed up at the end in the po- post credit scene. So just, like, give it a... Like, now they're juggling... M- 20 things at the same time and uh so just just relax people we're gonna get there
2: mm-hmm. we all need to know now so we can buy all the, the first appearance of comic books and speculate on them so they'll be worth millions of dollars
0: oh where 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 <laughs> <laughs> can you uh, tell i just woke up from a three-hour
2: nap yeah you're cranky oh
3: man a three-hour <laughs> nap sounds nice
2: a three hour nap. Do, do, That's do, how you know do, you're getting Kevin Feige also confirmed that uh, Marvel Studios will be returning to San Diego Comic Con. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in the years where everybody's starting to leave Comic Con and, and stuff and do their own thing, <coughs> I guess Marvel's decided, okay, we'll come back. We'll, Maybe they'll turn we'll, it we'll into take, like
3: Marvel
2: Con. We'll take over Hall H again and make people wait for hours and tease everybody with stuff
0: <laughs> Have you heard the rumor that the the, the and, and I think this seems pretty obvious too that the the thing that things are leading the event that things are leading to in the MCU is secret
2: wars, right? That that's pretty apparent. <laughs> well, yes. which secret wars are you referring to? what I don't think it's going to be original secret wars. No, it'll be the 2019 secret wars. That's yeah.
0: Uh, yeah battle
2: world and all that kind of stuff yeah which is part of the reason why i want to order in that infinite or infinity or whatever the hell that that trade and then i'll probably buy another cop i'll buy myself a copy of that secret wars so i can reread it all and be ready to go and so you know in five years when we get to that point or 10 years when we get to that point again i'll be like i'm ready to go buy the number ones yep Come on in. We'll sell them to you. Um, okay, this one is for Brent. We talked yes, about it the other yeah. night, though. Uh, IDW is putting out a four-issue limited comic series called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Saturday Morning Adventures. Uh, the series will be will have absolutely awesomely absurd stories, such as one <laughs> of Krang's stone soldiers abandoning his post in pursuit of a hair metal stardom. Oh, sorry. Super stardom. Uh, it's going to be illustrated in the style of the 80s TMNT animated series. Um, and, uh, Eric Burnham, who has previously penned the IDW G.I. Joe Real American Hero Saturday Morning Adventures, is, uh, working on this series. And that one's pretty interesting, too, because that one looks just like the old G.I. Joe cartoon, and it's pretty much, like, that's what it's meant to be, right? It's like a little mini-series. There's, like, a genie in it. It's <laughs> interesting.
1: Yeah, um, it, it, I'm more, like, it. it's not... It, despite my life with the turtles, the the cartoon's never really been my thing. <gasps> yeah, I know, I know. but um it it was kind of nice to see it because it gives confirmation that IEW is uh, at least keeping one of one or two of their licenses. Yeah, they haven't lost since, everything. Yeah, so because uh, they like they've lost the license to uh, Transformers. they've lost the G i Joe license. It. Uh, they were doing a kids book, like a kids line of Star Wars, that has been moved to Dark Horse. So it kind of made you start to wonder mm. um, what they had left. Yeah. And they're continuing they with some license properties. Um, they seem to be doubling down on Star Trek as well, because there was a slew of new Star Trek comic th- announcements this week. Oh, uh, was there? Yeah, just just little things here and there, a bunch of miniseries. But at the same time, it's like okay, so they're they're continuing with that license. Ponies seems to be continuing, and the beyond that, they're going to start to focus on uh, independent creators again. So which they did do before and had good success with. They just sort of have strayed off of that in the last little while. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, so well, at the very least, we can check them out when they when they come by a comic book store near you. Um, I don't know if we talked about this, because I don't know if it, ha- if it was in the news. I didn't see it in my notes, but we might have come up while we were recording. Um, Neil Patrick Harris is joining Doctor Who?
0: Yes, he's filming on the same episode that's got um, David Tennant and um, Catherine Tate in it.
3: Ooh, I gotta so- catch up.
0: Well don't don't worry about catching up with that because we have no idea what what that is or what it's for. Um <clears throat> and when it will even be released. It's probably something to do with the sixtieth anniversary. Yeah.
2: Uh
0: but but we don't really know.
2: And only time will tell. <laughs> Uh, so, this was an odd story, but I figured with him being in the news a lot lately, we might as well discuss this. Uh, do you guys see that Ezra Miller is being accused of house, housing, air quotes, uh, three children and their mother at a cannabis farm with loose firearms? Oh. No. Yeah,
1: there, there's a lot of stories and rumors going around him. Some of which, are, I guess, we should slap allegedly on oh, all of yeah.
2: Now, this is apparently this is coming out with the uh, the I guess the apparent father of this family is uh, is making these accusations. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it it's hard to say what's what because some of the the accusations sound like complete and utter bullshit, but then the stuff that seems to be uh on the level of like him just kind of attacking random people throughout Hawaii or sorry, uh they attacking random people. Sorry, I want to get the pronoun right. Um the but at the like just out of nowhere they they seem to be getting in fights and just beating on people for no apparent reason. And it it seems obvious to me that no matter what's going on, this person needs help of some mm-hmm. sort. Yeah. And it, like, there's all these calls coming out of like, oh, well, they should be taken out of the Flash movie. And like, I don't think that's happening because that, that movie is well filmed.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, now and there we're is... not talking
1: like a bit part, like uh, Kevin Spacey's part in that Ridley Scott movie, where they just where they brought in Christopher Plummer.
2: Yeah. Um, and with that, there is, but there has been some talk or something that they may not be looking to work with him post Flashpoint.
0: Yeah. I've read that he's been basically let go from his Warner Brothers contract.
2: Hmm.
3: Well, I guess that's a good thing about Flash and messing up time is that. If they if they choose not to work with Ezra Miller anymore, um, they could just pick a different Flash from a different timeline and be like, oh, Oop, look, or, this true. Flash
2: is here now. Or you just change the actor and he's like, this is the Flash now. And everybody's like, OK. Because yeah. a lot like, of the world would
1: go, oh, yeah, because the other Flash is a creepy person who beats up people. So yeah.
2: we, it mm-hmm. was fine with um with Rhodey in the MCU. Mm, that's true.
3: But that was only—he was only in one movie, wasn't he? Before he got switched. Yeah. Yeah. But Ezra Miller has been in, what, the Justice League and. Yeah, but they
0: may not count anymore else, after he?
3: Flashpoint anyway.
0: He was—he oh, show—he showed up on the Flash TV series in the Crisis episodes. Yeah. That
2: one little mm-hmm. hey, I'm the I'm Barry Allen. I I'm also Barry Allen. Cool. Um, and then my last little bit of news is there's been some talk that's come out that apparently HBO has been working on another Game of Thrones spinoff, uh, apparently a lot longer than, um, than people thought. Uh, this one was, is a spinoff for Jon Snow. So a continuing, uh, after the events of the main series of Game of Thrones.
3: Didn't he die? I haven't seen it, so I don't know. No, oh, okay.
2: he he was ban- he was banished, uh, to live north of the wall. Didn't he save
3: the world by stabbing what's her face?
2: Sorry, spoilers. Much. <laughs> Pretty much, but you know, and what's then your he faces got people, Well, what's her well, we had to th- her army was still there, and they weren't happy that he killed her, and they yeah. took her pr- took him prisoner, and then the rest of them voted his quote brother uh, as the new king right yeah
3: and then Ron. why didn't the brother be Brendan. like yeah. well
2: because that was his his compromise like he didn't want to leave his brother in, je- in prison and he also didn't want to kill him oh so it was oh, he was okay. exiled he was told which really in the end that's what he wanted anyway he mm-hmm. can go oh. go back north with the wild people and live in, in peace and he doesn't have to be a, you know, the the king or the leader or in charge he probably ends up being in charge of people anyway, because that's just his character. But uh, you know, he's allowed Did to. Did all the just... Stark
3: kids end up surviving?
2: No. There's a little thing called the Red Wedding. Remember?
3: Yeah. That's, Which that's one? Yeah. The... Okay, so that was the eldest, right?
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, but all the, all the good, all the ones that we liked ended up surviving.
2: All the ones, that were, <laughs> the, all the ones that were alive at the, in the final season survived. The two girls and, and the, the The two girls, the, the little boy, the, the young brother that can't walk, and, and John. Yeah. So, yeah, all the ones that we liked. And the bastard. Who wasn't a bastard. Was he? Well, no, because he wasn't even, he wasn't actually, what's his name, his son, right? Oh, he wasn't? It turned out to be the their aunt. Uh,
3: oh, he was Ned the, Stark's
2: daughter
3: sisters. Ned, son. Yeah,
2: Ned's sister's son with uh, that she had with the uh the prince of the dragon of the of that family.
3: Oh the Targinians? Yeah. Oh, that's why see? that's
2: why he was kind of creepy because he was having sex with his aunt, technically.
3: Ooh. Oh, yeah. This is why <laughs> is, uh it's fine in a show form.
2: where we, we have brother and sisters doing it, so
3: Yeah. No, I, I read the first uh three books, I guess, or four books when they came out back in like
2: yeah 2000 i don't know because the last you know that's how long it's been and the last book still hasn't come out
3: and then i i couldn't by the time the the dance of dragons came out it was like 10 years later and i'm like i don't remember what happened and i don't want to reread these books so i just left it i remember enjoying the books i just didn't want to read them again (laughs) they were intense (laughs) yeah uh i never read them i just watched the show that was good enough for me and then i think i watched the first season of the show and it didn't really you know, you'd think he'd be right up my alley because, you know, it's a fantasy show based on a series of fantasy books yeah. by an author that I like. But I never really got into it.
2: Mm. Yeah. See, I, I didn't think I, I, like, eh, I heard about it, but it was on HBO. So I wasn't going never I didn't have it. And so I wasn't going to see it. And it wasn't until there was like a free HBO preview weekend before the season two started. And I was able to watch like the first couple of episodes on, on Rogers on demand. And I was like, oh, yeah. Damn, I actually like this show. I gotta find a way to watch it.
0: Hmm.
3: Yeah, maybe one of these years when I have nothing better to do, I'll sit down and binge it. There but. you
0: go. It's on Crave.
2: Yep.
3: Uh, we don't have Crave. <laughs>
2: well, I've been tempted to start rewatching it again when I was looking for shows to watch, but now there's actually some stuff to watch because there's new yeah. episodes of uh, Umbrella Academy just dropped. Um, yeah, I see, we only watching... watched the
3: first season of that too. But we eh. watch
0: the
2: rest. A friend of mine is on that show. Oh cool. cool. I just anyway. started watching a show called The Man That Fell to the Earth.
0: Yes. It's a remake of the old um David Bowie movie. Okay. Oh.
2: It's a series. It's uh it's on, it's also on Crave, but it's a showtime series. Anyway. That's it for news for me, kids. <laughs> Anybody else got anything to bring up to the bring to the table tonight?
0: Not that I can think of. Uh,
1: th- I got a couple small things, or one big, or one big small thing, I guess. <laughs>
2: okay. One big, big one. small thing. Yep. Well, unfortunately, since, shrimp.
1: Uh, it's unfortunate news uh, yet again because uh, yet another comic book legend is. Uh, passed on since the last time we recorded and then that being tim sale which, oh, uh, i did hear
2: about that yeah yes i remember hearing that that's too bad it seemed
1: kind of sudden like jim lee tweeted out that he had been admitted to hospital with a, a few health issues and then like two days later he was gone oh wow um, um i have uh I was lucky enough to do a couple panels with uh, Tim over the years. He was also on uh Fantasy with uh, Jen and I. Um <laughs> the and that's one of the things I'll I'll always remember about him because the second panel I did with him was after Fantasy and he looks at me and uh and he's like have we met before and I'm like uh I did the the cruise ship convention with you and he's like oh, that's where I recognize you from. I'm like, yeah, it was pretty good work for uh, what we got out of it. He's like, oh, that wasn't work. <laughs> that
3: was a fun <laughs> cruise. Yeah. I but, wish uh, they would do it again.
1: Yeah. For for those of our listeners who might not be aware, Tim is was, he worked all over the place. He did uh, a Grendel mini-series, or a run on Grendel, I should say, at uh, originally at Comico, then over at Dark Horse. He worked on uh, a fair amount of DC stuff, probably most notably at this point, Batman the Long Halloween. And he, he did do some Marvel stuff too. Uh, the, I guess the, they'd be kind of referred to as the Marvel color series. He did uh, Daredevil Yellow, Hulk Gray, mm. uh, Spider-Man Blue, all of which are really good books. And it, it's a shame he's gone. Uh, Mainstream-wise, like outside of that, uh, he, if you watched the first season of Heroes, he was the actual artist behind uh, the artist characters' paintings. Right. Oh, cool. Yeah. He, uh, he, uh, my uh, DVD copy of My DVD copy of uh, Heroes is signed by him. Nice. Oh. So. Well, that's too
3: bad. Yeah. What was the other news? Uh, no, that
1: was it. that was the main one, I guess.
3: Oh, okay. Well, landing on ending on a downer.
1: Yeah, um, I seem to be good at that.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, Brent. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, so I guess we um, should we do Miss Marvel first or Obi Wan?
0: Um, do- oh, I'm I'm
1: good either way. Yep, dealer's choice. Let's talk about Ms. Marvel, because maybe Obi-Wan might might go for a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ms. Marvel, we, as of this recording, we are at episode number three.
2: Oh, here, wait a minute. Yep. Sorry, before we get into that, just to, I just happened Breaking to be scrolling. News. Breaking news! Doo, 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 doo. Uh, There's reports, possibly, take it for what it's worth, because it's on Facebook, and this could be a made-up poster. Uh, but it's on the <laughs> DC Entertainment Facebook page, says, um, which, uh, which is probably a fan-made page, not a real one. But The Flash will reportedly debut on HBO Max due to Warner Brothers' concerns with Ezra, Ezra Miller's public image. Mm. Oh, yeah. I
1: heard that story kind of floating around.
3: Hmm. I mean, if it's a true story, it does make sense.
2: Yeah, with everything that's going on. So, yeah, I can see that which means we may get it on crave, you never know. Anyway, okay, back to Miss Marvel. Spoilers alert. Spoilers, spoilers. Whoop, whoop.
0: <laughs> so,
1: um a little bit more with their powers, with their parents, um disappointing her parents, especially her mother especially. <laughs> um it's um It's an interesting series. I like how they're doing it. Um, I'm not entirely getting into it too, too much, but I think, and this is a very important thing to be distinctive, I think it's because the series isn't aimed at me, which is good in a Mm. lot of ways.
3: It shouldn't be. I'm getting into it. Yeah,
1: I know. And, and and maybe it's just, like, my tastes are a little different. But, like, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying yeah. that it's, like, it's not completely and utterly capturing my attention, per se. But um, I do think it's very well done and very well shot. And now they're bringing in, like, the the bad guy group in this is using a name that, like, a lot of even Marvel comic fans might not have recognized because one of the references is the the clandestine is like a group of immortal characters from like Marvel UK. like they, they have their own series. I think they're just using the name as opposed to using like the characters because none of them seem, familiar to me, although it's been like 20 plus years, so I couldn't mm. be completely and utterly wrong on that. Mm. But still, an, an, an
0: interesting naming poll. Uh, Well, I am right into this show. I love it. I love the characters. I love the look into the culture of the mosque and, and her family. I love the wedding scenes. I, I love how colorful oh, yeah. it is. Um, <laughs> I, I am right in on this show. Um apparently there is some controversy in the Muslim community because of where it looks like they're taking her origin with the clandestine who they refer to as jin yeah. yeah. in the story and um the, the uh, there's a lot of people who aren't happy about that. Uh but uh, you know, I'm sure like it wasn't this written by a Muslim writer Uh, isn't isn't there uh, this isn't like um, uh, white people coming in and and taking over this story Um, the uh, there it's not cultural appropriation is what I'm trying to say it's
2: uh, you know and well really the show's not over yet. We don't know us no. all we know is that so far as the bad guys are telling her that's where her powers are coming from.
0: Yeah.
2: She yeah. may not necessarily be like her her descendant may not have been she may have been working with them to help them, but may not have been from the same place, right? You know yeah. what I mean? It could be I'm... a big old swerve. Yeah.
1: How many um,
3: episodes is this show? It's only know? six. Oh. So we're, half, oh, we're halfway really? already.
0: Wow. Jeez. Yeah,
1: but this is a show I can easily see having a, a second season. Oh,
0: for and sure. We oh, right. Kamala, and we know Kamala's going to be in the new Captain Marvel film too, right? Yeah. So uh, this is not the end for her. No, but no, no. Um, I've got a couple of theories. Um, when we saw the flashback of the clandestine uh, searching for what they're just calling the bangle, the arm that it mm-hmm. was on was blue. Yes. Uh,
2: yeah.
0: That could mean that that it's a djinn like the genie from Aladdin, or that they're Cree. Uh, so uh, or at that least, yeah, the person uh, that they took it from was Cree. Yes. Uh, so and that would help tie Kamala and Carol together. Yeah. If if yeah. both their backgrounds involve the Cree. The other thing is, did you guys notice when they panned up uh, in, from that temple scene that uh, that the image of the Ten Rings was there?
3: Oh, I didn't notice that.
0: No, nope. I'll have to watch it again. I didn't see that. Yeah. So when they pan out and there's like a big overhead shot of the group searching the temple, the floor pattern was the was a faded image of the symbol of the Ten Rings. Ooh, so I cool. think this could also k- tie Kamala and Shang-Chi together as well. Oh, I would yeah. love to see Kamala uh,
3: and Shang-Chi surprised. together.
0: And it explains it explains it could explain how um, the clandestine has not aged, just like Shang-Chi's father hasn't aged in the last thousand years. You
3: know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I I'm really enjoying this show, too. I I love that it's she's younger and I love that she's inexperienced and I love the family dynamic. Like the, the the message of family was really strong in this episode to the point where I was like, just tell your parents they'll understand. Just tell them. But I understand why she's not. She's trying to protect them. Um, my thing with this episode It's like, why didn't the clandestine just wait two hours till the wedding was done? Like, they've waited hundreds of years. They couldn't have waited two more hours? And then Kamala was going to help them. She was just trying to find a less dangerous way. They couldn't have waited? Like, all of a sudden, they're like, oh, she didn't immediately say yes. Well, time to kill her. Like, "Mm, that that bugged me. I think
0: they know there is no less dangerous way. And they don't care if the Earth gets destroyed as long as they get home. Yeah,
3: but they could have... They could have played along with her for a little while longer to, you know.
2: But they are crazy bad guys, right? So it's just one of those they finally found their thing to get them home. So they're just now they're not thinking straight.
3: Well, exactly. And it's also because there's only six episodes and they got to kind of keep the pace going. But I was like, you couldn't have waited until the end of the wedding. Like, come on. Um I love that the brother ran back and was like, save the money. Uh,
2: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, speaking of the wedding and the brother, we might have a clue now as to who the shoe thief is from the mosque. Oh. Remember the girl, her shoes, the the shoes keep going missing? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I guess it looks like maybe a tradition is to hide the shoes. groom's is to hide the groom's shoes that's what he's like you're only supposed to yeah. steal hide one of my pair not all of them and there was that little boy running around with like arms full of shoes <laughs> for <before> that so <laughs> um
3: i really like and i don't remember if we talked about it in the last episode or not but i really loved um and i hate to use the word normalizing but i really liked the the normalizing of Muslim and uh, Pakistani culture in this show. Mm -hmm. Um, The fact that they are portrayed as a regular family. And I loved, and I, again, I can't remember if we already talked about this, but I figure it bears repeating if we did or did not. I loved that conversation that Nani has with Kamala in the bathroom about her headscarf and how she wears it to Nakia, sorry. Nani's her grandmother. Oh my goodness. Um, I I love the conversation that she has about how wearing it makes her feel whole and it makes mm-hmm. her feel like herself and mm-hmm. it's not because of the stigma that so much mm-hmm. white society has against headscarves.
2: Yeah, she's um, not being forced to wear it. She's yeah, choosing to wear it. It's
3: not a symbol of oppression. It's not no. a symbol of and and I think that, you know, like any religious symbols that any religion wears, um, I think i love that they had that scene in there to explain it um one teenage girl to another and i really love her character she's so
2: great yeah yeah <laughs> no i was gonna say that. I, i'm really enjoying her friends so so her and and um and, oh, and the guy no and uh um, brian brian isn't it brian, brian. <laughs> yes brian
3: oh i'm so glad that hot guy is not bad i mean he's with the bad guys but he's not bad i hope <laughs>
0: Is he? I'm not sure. I was going to ask that question. Do you think... Um, I hope
3: not. I don't, want, I don't want him to be.
2: Yeah. Although I do um, kind of
3: want Bruno to have a chance, but
2: anyway. He's the best friend. He's in the friend zone for life. Um, I just like that they show how open they are to bringing in an outsider into their customs and their community, yeah. and how much an outsider is looking to uh, in you know, to join them and and embrace and you know the, the, when he was all dressed up, and say, like, "Is it too?" Did you say ask if it was too loud or too colorful yeah. or something? And they're like, "Oh no, no!" And then like, yes, yes, yes. And
3: but it, and, and it's
2: not just Bruno that they're doing that with; they're also
3: doing it with the brother's new wife. Yep,
2: and her and family.
3: Em- and just embracing them and and welcoming them into the into their their culture. Which, I mean, if anybody has met anybody of. Uh, indian descent that is exactly how they're like it's very nice so i love that they're making this the focus of the show Mm and in in, in addition to the superhero stuff obviously
2: yeah it was cool that we got to see some more fighting i kept thinking of jurassic park when she was running around in the kitchen yeah Mm.
3: (gasps) and i love that it's becoming instinct like she's not even thinking about it she's just like she gets hit and the power yeah. form's armor on her and you know as soon as she's she sees Bruno get hurt, she's suddenly like, I'm gonna make a giant fist and kick all your butts. Mm. Um and I, I yeah I love that it's becoming a little more natural for her.
2: And she finally has a do- she's got her domino mask now.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so yeah no I enjoy Bruno this show.
3: I can't wait to see what happens at the train and and the grandmother calls. It's like, did you see the train? And I'm like, why would the grandmother see the train? And now I want to know. <laughs> and how much does her mother know? That's the other question. Like, I uh, think her mother knows the Bengal does something. Like, I think her mother knows the Bengal has power.
2: Yeah. She may no because more than otherwise. she's leading on.
3: Yeah. But I don't know if she knows that Kamala knows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right. I think that... I Because like, every time they they see Kamala and her mother, uh Kamala's the bangle is hidden. Like she's wearing long I mean, I
2: guess the, sleeves and stuff, yeah.
3: Yeah, because again that's part of the, their culture is to cover up. Cover, yep. Um which makes sense. But so I think that the mother knows that the bangle has power and I think that's why she was so scared when uh Kamala opened that box in the first place and she was like, Nope, it's just junk. In the attic it goes.
2: Yeah. Um I wonder if she already like you said if she knows that she has it though and is like playing like okay I know you this is you clearly I know who my daughter is I can recognize you in a little silly costume but is waiting and wants her to come to her like the it's possible you know, when she find fr- mean, if she and if she does she'll be like well of course I know who my do you know, and then drops that on her and maybe that's. Maybe her. Oh, maybe this is where she gets her Miss Marvel costume from. Her her mom mother makes, makes it. it. Oh, I want that to happen. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. I, I you know you're getting old. Part. Yeah, you know you're getting old watching these types of shows when you're like firmly on the side of the parents. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: I was like, just just talk to your mom. She loves you. <laughs>
2: good show i'm enjoying
0: it like it. All right. thumbs up
1: Alrighty, righty so that brings us to the end of uh obi-wan
2: yes mm-hmm. lots very, of
1: lightsabers
2: Lots of ah. lightsabers <laughs> lots of callbacks
1: oh, yeah um so now that the whole <laughs> yeah. show is done what do you think we'll start with Kevin.
0: I have a feeling that I'm going to be the odd man out here. I liked it. I'm not going to I'm not going to disparage it too much, but I don't see because of the nature of the saga and where we know this sh- this series falls. In the end, anything that happens on this show seems inconsequential because we know that um Obi Wan has to survive to the beginning of Episode Four. We know that Leia is not going to get hurt. Like the 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 stakes, there wasn't in my in my mind. They aren't able to raise the stakes the way they might have wanted to because we know that everything's all right. Everything's fine, you know. Uh, so. Yeah. But having said that, it was a, it was fun. I mean, the acting was great. I loved Ewan and McGregor. Uh, he he obviously was having a ball being Obi Wan again. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah. Um,
3: That's my take. Can I go next? <laughs> yep. I kind of have the same similar opinion to you, Kevin. I found it more like Star Wars fluff. It was a fun show. It was enjoyable. But it wasn't intense, it wasn't, you weren't, like, edge of your seat. Because, Mm -hmm. like you said, you know everybody makes it through. Um, I really liked, uh, what was her name, Reva, the third sister? Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, it was bothering, the thing that bothers me the most about this, though, (laughs) Brent's had to listen to this a lot, is that how the hell did she get from that planet where they left her to die. To Tatooine so damn fast. <laughs> mm. She didn't ha- She was like bleeding out practically. She didn't have a ship. Because they all left her there. There was a firefight going on in the atmosphere. Above that planet. So even if she did have a ship and get out. How did she get out without the Star Destroyer. Or the other ship knowing. And and then how did she make it all the way to Tatooine. Like, before anybody even left orbit. Because mm, that bugged me. <laughs> But um, I really liked her redemption redemption arc, and um, yeah, I, I don't know. I the whole it seems to me like the whole show was created just to explain that one line in A New Hope, where he says, you know, Darth Vader murdered your father. Mm-hmm. Like the whole show was just to be like, see, ha! Now that line makes yeah. sense.
0: <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> No, I I got that too. Like we're this show is really just to explain the plot holes that we created yeah. after which by is, by adding more stories after the first Star Wars.
3: Yeah, which is, is and like like I said, this isn't to say that it's a bad show. I really enjoyed it. Obi Wan was great. The little girl who plays Leia is an uh, absolute oh, delight. Fantastic. Um, I love the loader droid. <laughs> He was so cute. He almost made me cry. Um, I love Lola. I really want a little toy Lola now. Um, and I really liked that. And I'm sure I've said this already, that this wasn't a story about Luke. This was a story about Leia. And I loved that the whole story is you see Leia's what you see Leia's personality developing, how she becomes the Leia that she ends up being in the movies and in the, in the Clone Wars or not the Clone Wars in Rebels. And uh, I, I love that it was more a story about how by saving Leia, Obi-Wan saves himself, but also Leia has the opportunity to become who she is going to become. So I really, really liked that part of it. Um, and I really kind of want season two to just be like, Obi-Wan cruising around the galaxy doing Jedi stuff. (laughs) If they do a season two. With Qui-Gon. I want Qui-Gon to show up more. (laughs) So yeah, that's my take. Brent, Ryan, you guys still there?
0: Yeah, I'm still here.
2: (laughs) Um, I liked the show. I don't care. It was Star Wars. It was uh, was good Star Wars for me. Um, People, you know, yeah. There could have been other things. And yes, you know, well, yeah, the stakes, you know that, you know, like you said, Obi-Wan's going to survive, Leia's going to survive, Vader's going to survive. They all show up later. No problem. Yep. But we got to meet new characters along the way who might not have survived and who didn't survive. Um, some other characters that we may, you never know, maybe we'll, we'll meet them again further down the line in a different story. Uh, There's some great acting in this series. Mm-hmm. Uh, we finally, I didn't expect, I actually didn't think. We were going to get a second Vader and Kenobi duel, uh, but we we did. And this one was, you know, yeah, this was the one where, yeah, okay, he's still the master and he is a student. And now, you know, next time, you know, now in a new hope, when they talk, you know, last time we we met, I was still a student. You were the master, but blah, 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 blah. Uh, Makes more sense because, you know, yeah, once again, he beat him up and then just kind of walked away from him. Because he can't finish him off, because he won't kill him. Literally, you know, he won't kill his brother. Pretty much. Yeah. Um. Uh. Hayden Christensen's acting was really good. I liked his. Like, liked when they when he was in the broken mask and they would bounce back and forth between his voice and the and the modulated Vader voice.
3: Yeah, that was good.
2: Hmm. That wow. was that was a cool scene. Yep.
1: And worth the. Uh, bringing uh uh christian or hayden christensen on for
2: yeah yeah exactly
3: Uh, hayden christensen got a bit of a bad rap after the prequels but he's not a bad actor
0: no he's not i don't blame him
2: no no No. you can't blame anyone for bad acting in the in that those prequels blame the script yeah Yeah. because it's not like um Natalie Portman's a bad actress or anything like that. No. Exactly. So. Um, but yes. Uh, I Yeah. I thought it was cool. Uh, it was great watching um, Owen and, and Brew defend Luke. Yeah. How she that was, was, was ready I to fight. To think. Like, she was all like, oh yeah, I knew this was going to come. And she like, starts pulling weapons out of the wall. And he's like, w- w- where did these come from?
3: Yeah. I love that they gave them... The opportunity to not only be a little bit more badass, but also to really emphasize the fact that Luke grew up loved. Yeah. Like they both he wasn't of them, a burden. Yeah, both of them grew up loved. Leia yeah. and Luke.
2: Oh, that last interaction with Kenobi and Leia when she's like, he wants to tell her more about her her her, her birth parents and says that the whole you know you got this from your mother and you inherited this from your father and she's like oh no wonder she names your kid after him
3: yeah also why the hell does he fly across the freaking galaxy like don't they have fedex in the future or in the galaxy far far away
2: nope (laughs) Mm -hmm. because he wanted to see her and make sure she was fine and say hi to his friend
3: he didn't even then, leave the loading dock. He, like, they didn't even invite him inside to
2: pee. Well, no. He's just <laughs> like, here I am, bye-bye. You can't bring a Jedi into the royal palace. Someone's going to report that shit back to the Empire. <laughs> but
3: if they can just stand a deli- it open?
2: Oh, he's just a delivery guy. bringing. Oh, here's a new toy for your daughter. <laughs> he's, he's FedEx. He's FedEx? You just said it. Don't they have FedEx? on no, there he is. he is FedEx for them. <laughs>
3: that's, that's obi-wan obi-wan's new career now no. that he's not watching luke 24 7 is going to be uh fedex <laughs>
2: um i didn't i i was told this week i didn't know this but uh, my buddy uh, my buddy at work told me um so you know that little that creature that obi-wan rides around on his little like camel oh the space camel yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. apparently he actually rides on a camel and then they just cgi yeah. the, they get the new head and stuff on it that makes sense yeah Yeah, because that's
3: how camels walk and how they sit and everything. Also, he was using an English style horse saddle on it, which is not what they use to ride camels.
2: It's (laughs) not a camel. It's a space camel.
3: Yeah, but I I don't understand. I don't think that that saddle would be very well. At least on on an Earth camel, that saddle would not be comfortable. Who knows? Maybe on a space camel, it
2: is. Maybe. But uh, you know, and then the way they mirrored existing like, styles, like his fighting style, we got to see he did that that two finger pose again that we've seen so many times yeah. now. Um, yeah, they just yeah, I thought they did a good job of tying this final episode into everything and wrapping it all up. Yeah. Um, whether we get another season, I don't know. I they never all along they said you know it was just gonna be one. Um, now they are talking. You know, there might be one, blah blah blah, but just you know, depends. I think the problem you run into that problem of you can't give him too many adventures between right. movies because it's right. then it's like, why wasn't he just training Luke all along? Or why? How, how come Vader and the Empire didn't find out he was there? So I think it's a Well, he wasn't to,
3: training Luke because Owen doesn't want him to.
2: <laughs> yeah, but he just has to go. I'm going to take your your child. He said, like, here, take my child. Plus, you know, if they
0: if he started training Luke to be a Jedi, then the then the Empire would come after him,
2: right? Yeah. The, you know, the
3: whole idea was for him to grow up as a normal child. Um,
2: and but then he to Obi-Wan, be cha- trained eventually.
3: Yeah, Obi Wan was going to be there to train him if he started, I guess, showing Force stuff, which he didn't until
2: he met Obi Wan.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think. One thing this series did, uh, you know, showed me is that I think Leia would have made a better Jedi than Luke. Oh, yeah. Um, if if Obi-Wan had been training Leia, uh, there wouldn't have been the issues that uh, we had later, I don't think.
3: Yeah, that, that was something that Brent mentioned was like, how come Obi-Wan couldn't sense that Leia was Force sensitive? <laughs> like, through that whole time that they're spending. Or
1: even
2: consider it. No, yeah. but, well, I don't think that he did never did. I think the whole thought was that they, you know, I guess either or one of the two of them was going to be trained eventually. It's just that, you know, they put, you know, Bale took the girl and said, my wife and I will give her a family. We'll raise her. And so he's like, OK, well, I'll bring Luke back to his uncle and I'll keep an eye on him and train him I guess but they, I don't think I think if it came down to it and things didn't happen the way they happened like he didn't die on the Death Star I think yeah. I, I think the possibility of the two of them being trained or us finding out that they were brother and sister sooner I like, would have could have happened sooner because you know she was the backup plan anyway at that point right because you know even think, well, well there is another even the like Yoda said it himself, right? So it's like, all well, of a sudden, Luke doesn't work. We've still got another one to try. Mm. I don't know. Doesn't Which doesn't in the uh, Star Wars Infin- uh, Infinities, like kind of what if series, uh, when they when that happened, like Luke in, in the Empire Strikes Back one, Luke dies on Hoth. Does he in get
3: eaten snow. by the?
2: Uh, no, he just like Han's too late. He kind of by the time he gets him, oh. and he just he doesn't survive the cold and being beaten up, and everything, so he just he dies out there. And and of all things, Han sees a vision of of Obi Wan or or Yoda, and, and Here's you know, he, he has to when Obi Wan said go find Yoda. Go, <laughs> you know, and he's like he thinks he has to he's the new Jedi and he has to go find Yoda. And hi, until they get there, and Yoda's like, oh, okay, come here, Leia, you know, and, and trains her. And she doesn't go off run, running off before she's ready, like Luke did, because they don't end up in trouble on Cloud City. And she just, ends up, like, I think she, I think she ends up defeating Vader and stuff on that one.
3: That's cool. I like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> when you said that part of... You know Obi wan still shows up even though Luke is dead. I just pictured his Force Ghost materializing, looking down at dead Luke and going, "Ah, fuck." Yes. <laughs> uh So, what did you think, Brent? I, I liked it overall.
1: Um, my, I have uh, some small, like, little issues with it. Your your transportation issue, I kind of get.
2: How? <laughs> That's but just a star problem probably that, in general, but so you just don't look too closely at it.
1: Yeah, but even beyond that, clear. um, one of the things that like it just sort of dawned on me a little while ago is with the with Riva. Mm. Excuse me. Um, with Riva, her final scene with Obi Wan there is a, is very much we've already seen it in rebels with, with between Maul and Obi-Wan. Yeah. Like, like after, after their very short fight, the, the afterwards is very, very similar, which is like, eh. And, and finally the, the, the last thing I have is, um, is kind of my same problem with like a lot of the Batman movies is way too many people know about Luke at this point.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but how many of them know that he's Vader's son?
0: Uh, at least a
3: couple. Because it's, I mean, in the, the the broken up message that Reva saw, I don't think Bale said anything about him being Vader's son. It was more just like child Tatooine, and she was like, oh, okay, I'm going to go kill a kid because it's
0: uh, important Vader, to Bale.
3: Yeah because he's important to ben and that's what vader would do and maybe if i show vader i killed the kid he won't stab me again or something i don't know what no
2: i don't think she wanted no she still wanted like revenge on vader she didn't i don't think she wanted back in yeah well
3: then she said oh no never mind never mind okay (laughs) uh yeah but other than that,
1: like I really like the battle between Vader and Obi Wan in this episode. Oh yeah, and oh, well, and in like some ways, like some of this stuff really lends into it. If you know, like, you don't need to know the other stuff, but if you've if you've read like the Vader comic, and like when he finds out that like the Emperor has completely fucked him over. You have all these other things that are leading up, like, hey, like, Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be like, well, I really made a bad decision in my life here. But um, I don't, I don't know if least. this, yeah, and I don't know if this needs a a second season.
2: No, well, just as much as I want to see more you and McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi.
3: Yeah, that's more why like just I just because
2: he's so season. good. What I would actually rather see is a prequel show with Qui Gon out on some missions, and maybe you bring in some new young actor to be Padawan Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, that'd be and you do like free and pre Phantom Menace series.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was kind of so my plan for the appearance of Qui Gon's ghost in my head. I thought he should have showed up while they were fighting, while Obi Wan and Anakin were fighting, and basically, like maybe not even interact with with Obi Wan as much, but maybe Anakin sees him or something and is like, you know, expressing his disappointment, and that's what makes Anakin falter, and then that's what gives Obi Wan the ability to knock him down. That's what I was thinking during hmm. the fight because. The whole, like, had Qui-Gon not died, you could argue that Anakin wouldn't have gone over to the dark side, or at least maybe not quite as readily, just because he seemed to respect Qui-Gon a lot more.
2: Oh Yeah, quite, yeah. Yeah. There's been a few um, online theories about that, with making that argument, where uh, Qui-Gon was more of a father figure, where Obi-Wan was more of a brother. And yeah. so that's why he, you know, the Emperor was able to become a father figure to him and and do what he did.
3: Yeah, so I feel like it would have it would have beca- been kind of neat if, if Qui-Gon, as the Force Ghost, had showed up and expressed his disappointment. However, whether he talks or whether he's just shaking his head or, you know, Vader just sees him out of the corner of his eye and it makes him falter because he sees his father figure standing there, who's obviously upset with him. Um. I think that might have had a little bit more of an emotional punch than Qui-Gon just kind of standing there being like, So, where are we going now? <laughs> Although I understand why they did it that way because, you know, they had to show that Obi-Wan's left his past behind and he's clear minded and reconnected with the force and blah blah blah. Yeah. But maybe I watched too much anime. <laughs>
2: yeah. I I did like it when he's like, Well, oh, torture long enough. Yeah. He's like, okay, we got quite a ways to go. Let let's keep let's get going here, kid. Like,
3: <laughs> and then he disappears, and you're like, bah. not even to keep him company, just summon a dead space camel. And
2: well, do you want him? To, you know, force Ghost. You have to walk all that way. Like, come on, he's gonna get tired. You might as well Force Ghost <laughs> teleport, fast yeah. travel. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a ghost thing, a force ghost uh camel a space camel to ride so
3: well there was probably a dead camel around there somewhere he could find a ghost of
2: yeah but it wasn't force sensitive so it could become a force ghost uh, ten space Maybe camels be force ghost. sensitive
3: <laughs> <laughs> or what, what could they just find a real ghost
2: yeah but would a real ghosts have enough ghostiness for him to be able to ride them.
3: That's us asking the big Star Wars questions.
2: Yeah. <laughs> in, more than, since <laughs> we know there are Force ghosts in, in, in Star Wars, do they have ghost ghosts? Like non-Force yeah, I ghosts? I would assume so. And if they do, who so. do they call? Ghostbusters. <laughs> Thank you.
3: <laughs> oh, there's a Halloween costume for you, Ryan. Jedi Ghostbuster.
2: There you go. Actually, that actually they, that was already um, at celebration. I saw a photo. There's a bunch of people as uh, Mandalorian slash Ghostbusters. Oh, cool! And they were busting a bunch of people dressed as Force Ghosts. <laughs> that, have you seen those costumes? They they dress like a Jedi or whatever, and then they wear like that that like blue mesh yeah. over top of themselves to make it look like the 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 the, the blue glow
3: okay that's cool <laughs> I like that
2: yep so I guess that's it for everybody's thoughts on, uh, on Obi-Wan Kenobi
1: Yep. pretty much I think
2: so our next series is the next Andor season. oh it's Andor, you're right so Andor's next uh, that's this fall, right? Or winter?
0: It's August.
2: Was it in August? No, Shit, it
0: could be August.
2: <laughs> okay, I didn't know. I didn't think Endor was coming out at the same time as uh as uh She Hulk, because that's in August too, isn't it?
0: I believe. Let me just check here.
2: Okay. Because um. Mandalorian's not until the new year, and same with like Ahsoka, <sighs> which I'm looking very much forward to.
0: Andor starts in 68 days, according to my TV time app, which means August 31st. Okay. She-Hulk is in 54 days. She-Hulk starts August 10th. Awesome. I Am Groot, the animated (laughs) series, starts in 47 days. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And the Sandman starts in forty-two days.
3: Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to that one.
1: Yeah, yeah, yep. I'm also a little worried, but we'll, we'll see.
3: I think it'll be good.
0: I think if Neil Gaming Neil Neil Gaiman gives his seal of approval, yeah, then it'll be fine.
3: Yeah. I mean, they they did such a good job with Good Omens, and and he like you were saying, Brent, he's been holding off. Neil Gaiman was holding off for so long to make sure that they did it right. I think it'll be good.
1: All right. What Now with Obi-Wan in the books, we move to the end of this episode, which means Geek Picks. Who wants to go first?
2: I'll go first. Uh, my Geek Pick is a book, since you said in the books, actually a comic book. Uh, I have started reading Something is Killing the Children. Is and it you?
3: Are you killing the children?
2: No, no, not me, okay, where am I? Not me no, uh, no, there's a monster in the woods that's killing the children, and only children can see the monsters because they it's one of those uh, the way they explain it is like so children can only see it because as much as they don't believe there's monsters, they still believe in monsters. it's not been uh been drummed out of you like you but you know you're not a senile old person and uh, don't believe in that kind of stuff anymore even though it's real and uh so what's happening is there's this you know these children are being killed in this small town people are going missing um it starts off with this one boy survives like his friends all get killed and he sees this month this thing this monster killing his friends he survives and, you know, the police, so don't, you know, he says there's a monster. Goes, yeah, sure, sure, sure. So he's a suspect for a while. And he runs into this uh, girl, this woman that comes into town, who's a little odd. And she starts talking to him about what happened. And then so we find out she is like a monster hunter. And she's there to, to take care of this thing. And I'll read on to find out what happens. Mm. Uh, I had a chance, actually, I read it, uh, read what Volume one of the graphic novel of the series um, last weekend. Well, does that work? <laughs> the fringe benefit of working on a slow Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> so I think there are four trades out already. Uh, I know that's in the single issues, there's some really cool looking covers. Um, but yeah, no, I can see this becoming a. Like a, a streaming series somewhere it's kind of a, if you like Netflix, if you like uh stranger things and that kind of spooky feel then give this a shot
3: hmm. sounds neat yep
1: but, uh Who's james next? tinian the 4th is the writer on it and he oh, okay. is uh, he's writing a great many things including the nice house by the
2: lake Ah, we well, see there you go. I didn't realize that, and that makes sense as to why uh, I enjoyed it because I like that. And now that you've said it, he is also the one who was writing those Batman Ninja Turtle crossovers.
1: Yep. And if it makes you feel uh better or not better, Ryan, there is a Netflix adaption in the works.
2: There you go. It makes me feel neutral, other than I look forward to watching it. <laughs>
0: I guess I'll go next. I'm just gonna give another shout out to uh, both Marvel Unlimited and DC, uh, DC uh, Comics um, Infinite. Um, I'm loving them. I have I've decided. Uh, to start with Silver Age, and I've been reading through all kinds of great Silver Age. Well, let's not use the word great. Interesting. Let's <laughs> use the word interesting. Silver Age Marvel, uh, especially the DC stuff is very rote. It reminds me of Archie comics. You know how every story is just sort of one off and just resets itself. Yeah. Uh, they're very. The stories are very silly. Uh, Lois Lane. Like if you if you read old Lois Lane comics, they're they're kind of cringe, you know, like the whole point is of those of that book is that she's just trying to land Superman as a husband and uh, he's so mean to her too. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. So, um, y- you know, I-, I, I figured, I feel it was really money. Well spent. I, I think I spent about 120 bucks, 130 for both apps for a one year subscription. And, you know, just to have access to, Pretty much the entire library of both uh, both companies' comics is a kind of amazing. We are living in magical times, people.
1: What device are you uh, using for them?
0: I read on my iPad. Okay. Um, or sometimes if I'm at work on my breaks, I'll read on my phone. If I read on my phone, I go panel by panel. If I'm reading on my iPad, I go page by page. Um, and because I'm reading mostly sixties comics right now, there's not a lot of double page spreads or even, um, you know, there's, there's the odd splash page, but there are no major double page spreads. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I'm reading early, um, early Iron Man stuff, which is kind of, kind of weird. Um, a lot of Ant-Man and, uh, the Wasp has just, just been introduced, um, uh, and early Fantastic Four stuff, they really don't give Sue anything to do. They they haven't they haven't upgraded her powers yet, so all she can do is turn invisible. So the boys go off and fight, and she just hides because all her powers let her do is turn invisible. So um, I'm looking forward to getting to the point where she gets her force her uh, force field powers, and uh, she becomes actually the most powerful member of the Fantastic Four.
3: Yeah, that was my thing about the Fantastic Four because I didn't know how much they had changed her and I was like, whoop-de-doo, she can turn invisible.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. these early FF stories are... uh, But they're introducing so many ideas and uh, Mm. you know, um, Stan Lee was a great idea man. Not always the greatest writer (laughs) but Mm. his ideas are always fun.
3: Cool. My turn? Oh, I was going to talk about the new Sims pack, but then um, I remembered a book I just finished and I'm going to do that one instead. So (laughs) since I'm back in the office all pretty much full time now, um, I've been uh, listening to audiobooks driving to and from work because it's a bit of a drive. Uh, So I just finished listening to a book called For the Wolf by Hannah F. Witten. And it's book number one. And none of the libraries that I belong to have book number two. And it's Oh no. me. not an audio book anyway. And I'm like, but I want to listen to it. <sighs> anyway, so the cat or the um, the premise of this book, it's basically a retelling of uh, Red Riding Hood, sort of. Uh, I think that's where they started. But then they didn't that. That's just like they started there and then they went a totally different direction. So. The first daughter is for the throne and the second daughter is for the wolf. So anytime a second daughter is born, um, they're marked with a uh, almost like a a mark that appears around their 20th birthday. And that means that they're to be sacrificed to the wolf in the woods uh, because there's this magic woods around or near the, uh, the kingdom. And by sending second daughters to the wolf, they're hoping that he will release the world's captured gods, or they believe the world's captured gods. So uh, tying it into the whole Red Riding Hood thing, the main character's name is Radaris, but she goes by Red, and uh, Red is the sacrificial color. So, you know, she goes into the woods wearing her red cloak to be sacrificed to the wolf. Um, But it doesn't go that way. And if you want to know how it does go, you should read it. Uh, It's a really nice YA fantasy. Like I said, um, adapted from the fairy tale very, very, very loosely. Um, And it's the first book of the Wilderwood series. Uh, So the first book is called For the Wolf, and the second book is called For the Throne. And that's the one I can't find. (laughs) So I need to know what happens. Um, But yeah, really good. If you like fantasy YA books... Um, it, it's, it's really nice it's, it was a really good listen and it was very intriguing so yeah you should read For the Wolf cool
1: which brings us to me I guess and uh, I'm also going with a comic book this week um, it may still be available in your local comic shop um, it depends on how many they ordered uh, It's it's a book that combines two of my favorite things one being pro wrestling and the other being comics. And it's called Do a Power Bomb" from Daniel Warren Johnson. Uh, this book is right up my alley and really intriguing. Basically, it's about a girl whose uh, mother is a pro wrestler and accidentally is killed in the ring. And she wants to train as a pro wrestler, but nobody will train her because of what happened to her mom. Until a mysterious stranger says, uh, I've got something for you. And uh, that was the end of the first issue. Um, it, it's really intriguing. His art is really interesting and different. Uh, he previously worked on a book called uh, of his own called Murder Falcon. And he's also worked on, for DC, he did a Wonder Woman series uh, for their black label called uh, Dead Earth. And he uh, recently did a Beta Ray Bill story. Um, for me, the other thing about it is it was it's authentic. You get the fact that the guy who is putting this book together understands and truly loves pro wrestling. Which it's not a schtick or anything. It's something he really likes, and he's building a story around that. And his art conveys how stuff should look and how people should move in this world, and it's really cool. So, um, I, I yeah, do a power bomb. Uh, it's an image comic book, and um, I know uh last I checked, Big B in Barry uh, still had a couple copies left. So
2: i bought one on wednesday
1: <laughs> have you read it yet or did i just spoil the whole thing for you no no i
2: read it i read it yesterday oh, all right so i was like yeah no i agree it's a great it's great so far great first issue yeah I really enjoyed the art it has a lot of uh he uh, he portrays the like the power and the moves like the, and the speed and movement really well
1: i read his uh the other day when we had a, a slow well over a couple days when we had some slow time at the store, I read the, his Beta Ray Bill series.
2: Okay. And yep. it, was,
1: it was also quite good. And That's what I heard. Yeah. and But, that, like, he worked in pro wrestling into that, too, into <laughs> Beta Ray Bill's, like, moveset during a fight. He does a rainmaker to a guy. He suplexes another guy. But it's a... Uh, He's pretty cool. I'm, I'm going to follow Like, I know he's been around for a while, and I, I know people who really like Murder Falcon. So I, I might even go back and give that a shot. Uh, that's it Murder for this Falcon.
0: episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we go,
1: uh, who wants to do the Patreon shoutouts? I've got it up in front of me if nobody else does.
0: I do not. So go for it.
1: Alrighty. Go for it. So, special thanks to our Patreons, uh, patrons on Patreon. If you are interested, you can go to patreon.com slash truenorthnerds. Three bucks a month gets you uh, the occasional uh, written article or review from me. And also uh, helps us, like, sort of keep the lights on here. You know, you're just basically chipping in to help cover some of our costs and expenses, which we greatly appreciate. And if you you can't do that, no problem. Get it to you. Uh, just, you know, promote us, rate and review us on whatever the podcast app of choice you're listening to us on. Stuff like that. But in the meantime, uh, shout outs go to uh, our newest patron, uh, some guy named Drew Perrant. <laughs> Pear, <laughs> par- pa- parents
2: parents parents, parent. uh, parents that sounds
1: really familiar I'm not yeah. sure why thank you Drew also thanks go out to uh, Karina RhinoVision Alex James Team Woods who uh, very thankfully also put together truenorthnerds.com for us mm-hmm. which leads you to uh, our various things Mike Hammond, Gavin, and Rex, who was our first patron. We appreciate all of you. And like I said, even if you can't afford to, or don't want to chip in, completely get it, you know. I, I've i seen the price of gas, so I understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it just, it, it, but if you could take the time out to maybe tweet out an episode or uh, share it on your social media or do something like a rate and review us on your podcasting app, that would be great. And thank you again. And until next time, uh, thank you for listening. We
2: wait, will have wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh. First, where can we find everybody?
1: Oh yes, let's give
2: our own plugs.
1: Mm. Yep, yep. Sorry. Uh, let's start with Kevin.
0: Well, uh, you can find me on a couple other podcasts I do, including Galaxy Class the Star Trek The Next Generation podcast on the BQN. I've also been popping up here and there on other BQN shows. I'm on the newest, I'm, I'll I be on the newest episode of Mickey's Marvels talking about Obi-Wan. And also I showed up on an episode of the Union Federation podcast talking about Strange New Worlds, which is awesome. We don't talk about Star Trek enough on this podcast, but Strange New Worlds is awesome. Um, you can also see me live and in person. I will be at the Elmvale fantasy and science fiction festival uh next saturday which is july or this saturday which is july the second i will be there uh look for me in my star trek picard starfleet uniform
2: i was gonna plug that too i heard you were gonna cosplay i didn't i wasn't gonna i heard you, uh, i didn't want to ask and give it away but that's awesome
0: yeah now, i've got the costume i should wear it
2: yeah, because you're going to be uh, hanging out with uh, with Ed, I believe, hanging out at his hanging around his table for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Because out, I'm maybe. the only
0: one of the four of us going, I didn't feel we needed our own table, so no. I just asked no. Ed if I could store my stuff behind his table. So,
2: because yeah. <laughs> he's going to, he'll be there doing some emceeing of the cosplay stuff and just in general at the show. So, uh, that's usually a show we let you know we like to support and get out to. It's just. Uh, the circumstances this year is you want it's a Saturday, and well, I work on Saturdays now, and Jen's off doing something, and Brent's doing something, so yep, yeah.
3: the long weekend I'm going away.
2: there you go, <laughs> leaving your husband behind <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: well, and yeah, I, now that my I husband works on weekends. a little I needed just a little bit of time off from like a bunch of stuff, so
2: I understand mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan. <laughs>
2: Well, you can find me here on this channel every month uh, on new episodes of Tales from the Collectiverse. A uh, latest episode just dropped this past week where we had a friend of the channel and friend in general, uh, Jack, um, aka Toronto Peter Quill, joined Ed and I out in the bunker to talk toys and collecting and all that fun stuff. Uh, so that one's out there. You can find that and uh, listen to it now. Uh, please, you know, like you said, share it, review it. Um, find us on any, you know, on this channel, on all wherever you listen to us now. If you're listening to us now, just go back an episode, you'll find it. And then you can follow us on Instagram at Tales From Collectorverse. Uh, there, Ed and I post photos of our new toys, collectibles, and uh, do some unboxing videos every so often. Jen, what are you up to? Oh, you
3: can. Yeah, you can find me here, True North Nerds. Um, I do have an Instagram for my toy collections called at Dolls and Ponies. Um, been a little bit since I've updated it because summer hit and my weekends got busy. But I'm gonna try to post something tomorrow. I think I've been tr- I was trying to post uh once a week, like on Saturdays, or twice a week if I could. But uh, yeah, life got away. Life got uh, in the way, so I'll try to update it soon. But yeah, check me out at Dolls and Ponies. Um and if you can find some cool 80s collectibles uh in the very area for a uh, cheap price let me know <laughs> especially barbies i may have a problem
2: <laughs> yes it's a space and problem brent! not a toy problem just a space yeah, problem
3: it's a space problem <laughs> and brent what about you
2: um so the the dark side is uh
1: taking a little bit of a hiatus um I'm not sure for how long. I, I do plan to kind of, or at least the schedule is going to be irregular for the next little while. But uh, uh, beyond that, I'm working on this show and enjoying doing so. And uh, and if you're uh, you're bored and looking for some comics, uh, come to Big B Berry. I'm, I'm there most of the week, and I'd be happy to help you out finding whatever you might like. So yeah that <laughs> anticlimactic ending
2: and you're also posting on our <laughs> on our on our instagram and stuff oh you well when i'm picking up new toys yeah yeah i
3: forgot he had access to our instagram
2: but we all do <laughs> just not all of us use it
0: <laughs> i'll try to post some stuff from elm next week that'd be awesome okay. yeah
1: so until next time for uh all of us i hope you all uh Stay as happy and healthy as you can. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, see you in two weeks. Bye, everybody. See happy ya. again today
2: Set Woo. your phases to sexy.
3: Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram like at True North Nerds. Like to contact one or your any of the nerds, you can email them at TrueNorthNerds three, at
1: gmail.com. Theme music In provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find there. more of their music at KirbyCracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us.